This is Stories of New Americans with Ron Clutho, featuring inspirational and fascinating personal stories of people from all corners of the globe who are now in St. Louis. We'll take a look at the U.S. through newcomers' eyes, get some insight into world history and cultures, and maybe learn something about ourselves. Stories of New Americans on News Talk STL. All right, welcome back to Stories of New Americans on 101.994.1 News Talk STL. I'm joined today by Mohammed Nasser Al-Ashari. Did I say that right? You said it correct and perfect. From, from yeah. Iraq. Yes, that's correct. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. And uh, this is going to be another interesting story. I, Mohammed has some really interesting insights on things as I've talked with him. Um, but let's start with kind of setting the scene. I like to do this at first. Kind of tell us what countries Iraq borders. Where where does it exactly exist on the map for people that might not know? So um, Iraq is it is in the Middle East, of course, and uh, it's a border with Jordan, Turkey, um, Iran, uh, Syria, um, who else? Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Yes, it's all. Yeah, all these countries just around Iraq and, and right in the middle. Yeah, right in the middle. And uh, I, I, you know, it used to be called Mesopotamia, at least part of it. And and that's often called the cradle of civilization because I think where the Euphrates and Tigris rivers meet. Yeah, that's said to be where you know civilization started, I guess. And yeah, this is where, like, yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it is it is actually is the oldest civilization, that, mm-hmm. um, as you said. Yeah. And, you know, right in the Middle East, they, over the years, there have been, you know, the, the Turks and the Mongols and the British and different powers came in and fought there and occupied. Um, but I believe Iraq became independent from Britain in 1932. Right. If yeah, I'm just I'm not really sure about the okay. years and stuff, I'm, but I'm yeah, I know there's nerd. like story stories about. It. I'm not like that a history guy, yeah. but uh, yeah, definitely I know. Um, yeah, there's a lot of going on. A lot of happened. But but from what I understand, um, you know, there was a kingdom, King Faisal, and then later mm-hmm. in '58 it became a republic, and then the ba- how do you pronounce it? Baath Party, the Bath Party, Al-Bath. you say in English. Al-Bath. That was Saddam yeah. Hussein's um, party. Al-Bath party. That was in power from 1968 until 2003. But that that was a, a secular party, right? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people assume that Iraq had Sharia law or was a you know, it, but it was it was not. Saddam Hussein was. Was a secular. In fact, I think it might have even been a socialist party. Is that right? The that is party? that that is correct. Okay. That is definitely correct. Yeah. So, what, um, what was it like living under Saddam Hussein when you were growing up? Well, you know, like a lot of a lot of people heard heard like you know really bad things about Saddam, about yeah. you know even Iraq in general. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it is it is not like is not what you see on the news for sure, a hundred percent. I lived there. I lived there. I came here in two thousand thirteen. So um, I I lived most of my life in Iraq. So when I came here, when I was twenty four years old, and I'm thirty four now. So or thirty five. So um, definitely, I witnessed a lot. 
I witnessed during Saddam and I witnessed after Saddam. Um, I'm not going to say he is the perfect or, you know, the best president that, you know, Iraq ever had. Mm -hmm. But he has, he had his mistakes for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, he wasn't as bad as everybody thinks. It's like, you know, murdering people in the streets or like, you know, putting people in jail. And there always was a reason. If you dig deeper and you see someone went in jail or someone, you know, something happened in the court or they took them, you know, they put them in jail. If you dig deeper, you're always going to find something. Mm-hmm. It's not like out of nowhere mm-hmm. will come and capture you or for something mm-hmm. that you did not do. So... um the first thing I'm going to say or I'm going to mention now, it is is the peace. When Saddam was the president there, or like back there, back then, that the peace, is, is, which is this is something, it's really, really, really valuable. And we did not know or we did not value this until we lost or, you know, Saddam got. So there was peace. It was peace. Okay. It was peace. Like, like an example, like cars. We we, we leave the keys in the ignitions. Like we, we don't have to turn off the car, lock it, make sure lock it. Somebody will break into it or things like that. We leave the doors open. We go to sleep. We don't worry about this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. There's no stealing. There is no not none of this kind of stuff. This would be like in the nineties. This no. This is yeah. Yeah, but 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 two thousands, okay. I would say, yeah, two thousand. Because I, I witnessed this stuff like I was like in a in a not a really young age. I was like you know in a high school or mm-hmm. you know, um, so um, that's why I still remember it. Was was one of the reasons why it was safe because there were harsh penalties for people. It that was did break the law. Yes, it was. Okay, it was, it was. Um, it's like at the, at the point that if someone steal or they caught him like stealing something and going to cut the hand. That, that did happen? That, that was the execution. That was the, the, the law was okay. there. Yeah. So Dom was like, if I, if he, if I caught something, somebody it was like everybody, um, all, 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 the, all the evidence and, you know, they proved that mm-hmm. person. There would have been a trial. And it will be, of course, it will be trial and all that. Okay. Then they will cut their hand. So... I mean, who's going to dare doing it? Right. You know what I mean? No one. I think the peace was there is just was, I would say, was by force. Uh, it's just because it was, you know, it's going to you're going to face you're going to face really bad consequences. Mm. And maybe that's part of it. Yeah. But all what I care is a peace. Yeah. You know, I, I am if I am not a thief, why I would care. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think people that live through a war would agree with you. Peace is, yes. Peace is the goal. Yes, and we lost that. Yeah. After you know, 2013, yeah. we definitely lost that. We lost a lot of people with it. It was horrible. Before we start that, let's let's go back to your childhood. Where mm-hmm. let's let's talk about your childhood first, then we'll get into right what happened later. But where where in Iraq were you born? In, in Baghdad. In Baghdad. Yeah, okay. I was born in Baghdad and um, Zayuna. Um, this is one of uh, the places that um, a lot of oh, like engineers, officers, doctors, like all mm-hmm. like live there. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what so kind of work did your father do? 
my father used to be a special forces. He used to be in the military, and also he is a plant engineer. Okay. Um, and as well as my mother, and so um, we 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 grow up in the in the, this you know neighborhood. Um, it was very simple, okay. very simple life. Uh, we really like did not have like you know much. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, go to school, come back from school. Um, we go play soccer. Soccer is a big thing. Yep. You know, we, we play soccer. We gather, me and my friends. Um, what, what was your school like? Was that, was it, did you walk to school? Was there a bus? Was it? Uh, yes. In ele- elementary school, I used to walk to it. It's like about five minutes mm-hmm. uh, walk to it. And uh, then in the high school, I had to take a bus <laughs> to go there. Was it, was it a, a public school? It was a public. Was it? Yeah. Was it all, all only boys, or was it a mixed? It was school? mixed. It was mixed. Yeah. Okay. It was mixed. So it is mixed until the high school. Okay. And then it was separate. Separate, and then after the high school, you get the university. Um, then this is when it go back to mix again. Interesting. So mix, just individuals, uh, um, like a separate, separate. Yeah. And then uh, mix again. Okay. Did you study English when you were in high school? I we did we did, but the, the like studying in English there is it's not like you know talking to people is like very 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 basics like A B C D you know know the letters, um, it's like read this sentence for me, mm-hmm. um, things things like very simple not not like you know talking to is not gonna help talking to people mm. for sure. Um, I mean, as a matter of fact, I went one time, I went to Green Zone uh, when I was in Iraq. I did not know what they were talking about. I had no idea what they were saying, like not a single word. My mother, my oldest brother, really good in English. They used to even when they want to talk about something they don't want me to know about, they will speak in English. (laughs) So I don't understand what they're saying. Mm -hmm. So... You, how many brothers and sisters do you have? Or? I have two brothers. Okay. Yeah. And you also told me that, um, you know, in those days, you had a lot, you, you're, you're a Muslim, but you had yes. Christian friends and there were other minorities that all, you said, you and the other kids from different backgrounds played together. It was not an issue. Who was Definitely. Yeah. I mean, you know, Iraq is, um, you know, it's like a, a country that we have a lot of all uh, kind of, I mean, a lot of religions there. Um, we were all mixed. I mean, we did not know that person was Christian, was Shia, was Sunni, was like we, we don't know. It's just it's not something that we think about. It's not it's not a it's not an issue at all. Because um, this is like another thing that Saddam, when Saddam was there, he wasn't allowing anybody talk about your Sunni, Shia, or Christian, or anybody. Mm. So he wasn't alone. Just, just like you know, you're not supposed to talk about colors. You know, like skin color. You're not supposed to talk about religion. You're not supposed. It's the same thing. He wasn't allowing that. And so Christians were free to practice their faith. There were churches. We in have churches your area, there. We have really huge church. Is it like that now? Do you think still? Well, still we. I have still a lot of Christians friends. Mm-hmm. They still there. They live there next to my house, uh, my neighbors. Uh, they're still there. I mean, they have no problems at all. Mm-hmm. They did not leave. A lot of them left. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's just start getting harder for them, too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which is, you know, which is like everybody else. I mean, start getting harder for Shia, start getting harder for Sunni. So yeah. that's why that's why I'm here. I mean, I left. Yeah, that's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, but it's not like specifically. It was okay. like against Christians. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Against everybody. Yeah. What was your image of America when you were a teenager or a kid? What was your impression? Uh, well, to be honest, I. We never, we never, I mean, I talk about my family. We never had this bad image, like everybody's saying that, you know, or things like, you know, Americans evils or Americans not a good people. Um, I mean, as a matter of fact, when I was there, I worked with Americans. I worked in the green zone. I worked at a data, data entry, um, like putting names and stuff in the computer. But I, like, I did not have this, this bad image at all. At all, it's just like we were watching movies. That's all what I know. So your image was from the movies. I from guess. the movies, exactly. Okay. That's all. That's okay. all what we imagined. That's all what we thought about. Mm-hmm. Is like just the movies. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, when we came here, when I came here, 2013, I was like, hmm, this is not the same what I saw in the movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> welcome to the reality. I was surprised. Yeah, I was. Well, I was kind of disappointed, but you know, it's yeah. just. Because this is what I was imagining, you know. It's, yeah. Yeah, in the movie. Are you old enough to remember the, the first Gulf War? Um, I am not okay. old enough to remember that, but I know my father was. Do you it. remember anything that he said about what it was like for your family during that time? Was it? He never did it, brings anything from, okay. you know, he used to not, he doesn't like to bring anything from work or like. Yeah. Um, what he was and what he was fighting for and all that. Yeah. He used to just come home after a while and just bring us toys and gifts mm-hmm. and that's it. I think a lot of Americans remember, you know, the Iranian hostage crisis and then the first Gulf War is, you know, that's, for a lot of people, I think that might have been the first um, time they saw Islam Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't really have a lot of Muslims here in St. Louis. We did, but not as many as we have now. And so I think a lot of people, you know, it's all the media. It's the way things are presented. But there were, you know, people, I think a lot of people were afraid. And um, I think that's that's mostly why you don't know. Yeah. Because uh, people are afraid from, it's just, and when when you ask that person why you are afraid, just, I, I, Think about it. If you hear about something, all kind of, all kind of bad stuff, that person is attacking that person, rude, that person, this and that, he does that, he, you know, all this kind of stuff. But without talking actually to yeah. that person, you will have in the background. Mm-hmm. Even when you face that person, you will be afraid. You will be ready to attack back, right? Yeah, it's, it's just because because you, all the way you heard bad things about that person. Mm-hmm. And but have you actually talked to that person? Have you actually experienced anything with that person? Never. Never. I guarantee you never. You've never seen anything. All what do you see the news? Yeah. And I'm so glad now, social media and you know, TikTok, Facebook and all that, and a lot of tourists, American tourists there, go there. Now just go on YouTube. American tourists in Iraq. American tourists in Iraq now? Yep. Really? Just just Google it or like YouTube it. Okay. You will see videos and you will see like they are recording how they are amazed 
by how they have been treated in there, how generous people with them. This is a proof that we we don't have any of what they are thinking. Yeah, I now. think people to people, it's you know, most of the world. It, it's 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 politics. It's not the people, right? It, yeah, it's yeah, politics. It is it's the problem, and that's it. Individual, people. and that's it. Nothing else. Okay, we need to take a short break. Yeah, sure. So, um, you're listening to Stories of New Americans on 101.994.1. Right back. Stories of New Americans. Brought to you in part by Arnell's Hardwoods. For all of your laminate and hardwood flooring needs, call them at 314-397-3252. Stories of New Americans. Brought to you in part by the Indoor Comfort Team. For all of your heating and cooling needs, call the Indoor Comfort Team at 314-230-9542. You're listening to Stories of New Americans on News Talk STL. Okay, welcome back to Stories of New Americans. We're talking with Mohammed Nasser Al-Ashari. And we were talking about, um, well, I, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Let's, let's go back to where, after you finished high school i think you said you worked in the green zone or you worked with the americans when they came and you mean after the high school yeah i guess let's 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 kind of follow your story after you finish school so yeah how did you learn english so well you said you didn't speak english the first time you went to the green zone how did you learn it this is when i actually came here really so uh yes um i am just this i don't know maybe this i'm this type of person that i I, I am eager to learn, and, and it's just I'm embarrassed. You know, when I first came here, I lost my first child. So when I was in the hospital, the doctors keep, you know, saying things, talking about things, and I was like, you know, just I just felt horrible at the time. Couldn't understand either. I couldn't understand like, what they were saying. So they will call the interpreter, and the interpreter will, you know, translate everything they are saying. Then when I ask question, I need, and there's no interpreter, I need to, to ask question. I'll just, helpless. you know, wave, make, you know, draw things. And I just, I'm so embarrassed. So, and then I just said with myself, and I was like, this is not going to work. So I don't have any other option because I did not put an option in my head to go back. This is not an option. So my only option is to live here make a living, and make the best out of it. And doing this, the first step you need to take is to learn the language. It, there's no other way. How am I going to communicate with you I if agree. I don't speak your language? There are not many Arabic speakers in the United States. so Unfortunately. So your, unfortunately yeah. or unfortunately, it's up to you. Did you, exactly. go to, did you go to classes? Did you just learn? Well, I, I learned a lot before I went to community college. But I went there for the first semester, only one semester, but I just couldn't make it with living. It's just I had to work three jobs. So I, I rather to have, you know, money in my pocket, pay my bills, than, you know, keep learning okay. in English. And I, I believe the English, I will learn it. I will just work on myself, talk more you, to people. You kind of learned it just through living, didn't you, on the job? That's 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 it. That's yeah. basically it. Yeah. Okay. I, I talked to people. I just kept listening, focused more the way how you pronounce word because not the same, trust me, what we studied. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah, yeah no, you, not you're the doing same. really well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but let, let's, let's 
go back to Iraq yeah. for a minute because I, I don't want I, I wouldn't want to miss this part of the story. <laughs> I feel there's a lot to talk. I know about. there's yeah, too much. Know, we need three there's, hours. Yeah, but, a lot. Um, okay, you you finished high school and then did you go to college first and then did you later wind up working with the Americans or no? I finished that? school. I went to college. Okay. Um, so first, before the college, I went actually wanted to join the military since you know all my family were military. This was. Still when Saddam was in power, right? Or, this or is after. After, okay. Yeah, after. So my father told me, um, God bless him, he, he passed away less than a year ago. Um, he told me, this is not the military you think it is. It, so I don't think it's for you. I was like, it's okay, I want to join you. That's fine, no matter what. I, I like it. So I, I did, you know, I did go there um, and I just noticed and whoever wants to be higher and higher just you know trainings and less training this person training that send this person home a lot of bribes there this is the Iraqi army you're talking about that's correct so it, it is not the thing that I, I grew up you know just watching it's, you know the bribe not a thing so it's a shame like bribes to get into to get power to anything get position bribe for anything Okay. For it anything. It wasn't like that before. To get a better food, pay bribe. To go to home, pay bribe. To leave early, pay bribe. Not do a hard training, pay bribe. It's everything. Everything. That's that's sad. Mm -hmm. That's really sad. And and I did not like it. So I left. My brother um, um, has a computer science degree. Um, so he's like in a computer, my uncle, you know, um, he's a professor in a, uh, university there. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to university. It is what it is. I'm going to, even though the thing that I don't like, I don't like this as a normal life to go through, but, and a degree is really important, especially in my family. Like we, we have to have a degree later on because if not, they consider it as I don't know, it's a shame or that you don't have a degree. You have to be. Mm -hmm. They're going to look at you differently if you don't. And plus, you know, of course, in the future, you have something to work for, you know, when you apply for a job yeah. or things like that. Anyway, so I went to university. Um, I finished uh, computer science um, university. Then after, during that time, I worked um, with my brother, and also I worked for myself, um, selling like uh, um, cards, um, the, the phone, uh, this is what called the phone prepaid um, cards. Mm -hmm. uh, and also I worked for um, for American military when I was there, um, just for as a data entry in the green zone. How did you so get that job? How, uh, my friend used to be in the American embassy. Mm -hmm. um, he works there. Uh, were them for a while since like they got in the country. Um, so he kind of referred me and they were looking for, you know, somebody to just fill this job in. So I went there and did the interview and all that. And then I, you know, started working there. Now, this this was, I think the Americans arrived in 2003, right? Mm -hmm. And how, how was your family's life affected by that when the Americans came? Was there, was it difficult? Did it did life change, or were your family was your family affected by 
It's not like my family, you know? I mean, we are in general. The civilians in general. Yeah, we are in general. It's just, we, we had a hard time at first. Okay. It's just because why the American military, when they first came in, of course, they were attacked. You know what I mean? Um, so they were afraid or they were like alert all the time and afraid of any movement from anybody, civilians in the street. They don't know who's the enemy. They don't know who's the people. So they sometimes there's a lot of incidents happen. American military actually shot people, civilians in the street, to be honest. Um, and just it was no attention for these civilians to attack any Americans because the hammers, um, all that, you know, the tanks and stuff, they were in the street, like in the cities. So they did um, fire back um, without even nobody firing on them. But I guess it's this is the war. That's, yeah. that's why nobody wants a war because both sides will lose. Right. And then when, when, when Saddam was killed, how did the people react to that? Would they, would, did, did most people, you said it was kind of a mixed, he, he, there was good and bad. Were most people angry about that? Most people happy? Yes and no. Okay. Not everybody. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think the majority were happy. They regret it later hmm. by them saying it. They they said it on TV. They said it on radio. They said it everywhere. They were happy at first because he was kind of a dictator. Yes. But why did they regret it later then? Because what happened after. Okay. Because what happened after, they wish Saddam was there. Okay. That's, and what, that's what happened. Talk about what happened afterwards. You, what happened you, afterwards. You, so it was stealing everywhere. You mentioned the bribery. Bribery. Stealing. Stealing. Everywhere. More crime. More crimes. 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 You've never seen crimes like that. It's like I lost so many of my friends. So many. I will sit with my friend tonight. In the morning, we'll see them in a trash can. They got killed, bullet in their head, or tortured, and they dump them in the trash. Who would be doing these things? Who knows? All Who's what do you know? This is Shia, this is Sunni. Okay, that, okay, that's that, all, what do you know? Yeah, that's what this sort of opened up this can of worms. Shia, mm-hmm. and you said under Saddam, you didn't really know who, most people didn't care about the distinction, but after this, then it sort of caused more division between Sunni and Shia, right? Yes. Okay, is yes, that still definitely. going on now? Now it's less, way less than it used to be. But mm-hmm. where are you going to find it if you want to apply for a job? to work for like any of government agencies. The first thing they're gonna, trying to find out, they are not gonna, sometimes they're gonna tell you directly. Mm-hmm. If they don't tell you directly, they're gonna find out by your name, by your last name. And if they find out you're not the one they think you are, you're not gonna get hired, which is mostly Shia. You're not gonna get hired. Shia are in, they are in power right now. Now, Saddam was a Sunni, so... Saddam was a Sunni. That's correct. So when he was in power, did Sunnis, did, in some cases, did Sunnis have more... Um, As I mentioned before, Saddam, when was in the, when was in the government, when was the president, he wasn't allowing anybody okay. to talk about Shia or Sunni okay. or but any religion. Is, is Iraq, Iraq, I think it's majority Shia, right? I think 60%, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So... 
they're kind of on top now, I guess you're saying. Not, yeah, definitely. Okay. Everywhere. All the, all the government agencies, everywhere. Police, you know, military, everywhere. And it, it's, it is still a, kind of a secular government, right? It's not Sharia these days. Iraq is a secular government, has a secular government. That's what I'm saying. I think yes and no, no. or mostly no. Is just because because now that mostly they follow their that religion it got mixed with the government, and and that's that's that that's why we are not doing the greatest right now mm. because you honestly I don't know my opinion you, you cannot mix religion with you know if politics. you want to with politics if because if you want to like lead a country you can have a sight. You're gonna have certain rules to go by. Yeah. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. This is right. This is wrong. I don't want somebody say yes to this and somebody says no. No, what we think is right. We vote for it. We discuss it, and then we come up with solution. We come up with 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 one rule, mm-hmm. and that everybody has to follow. And this is not happening. Mm. Now, just what you know, what my belief says, then I will go by it. I don't care about other beliefs. How about Sunni? How about Christians? How about Jewish? How about if they don't want to do this kind of stuff or they don't want to follow this because this is against their religion as well, you have to give them the right. Mm-hmm. In this case, that means they're going to have to um, violate this rule. So this is not a rule. Yeah. This is what you just believe you yourself. That doesn't make it right. So that is that what kind of led to you leaving the country? You you worked you working for the Americans? I me personally, I got abused a lot. Okay. Yeah. Can you talk about that or not? Yeah, that's I'm totally fine. Okay. Yeah. What I mean, I'm not here just to just be quiet. I want to talk. Go for it. I really want to talk. Um, yes, definitely. I mean, I I got abused just by me being Sunni or me being from from this. I'm not saying this is I'm not I'm the only person, mm-hmm. but I'm the one. Maybe now I'm talking. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you now. There's Shia people got abused by Sunnah too, in some areas mm-hmm. in Iraq. You see, I'm not yeah. taking a side. Yeah. Just like I don't want to, I don't want to take any side because what is right is right, what is wrong is wrong. I don't have in between. Mm-hmm. So I got me personally. I am a Sunni person. I got abused from Shia military because we had checkpoints everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like for no reason. They're going to stop you, ask you. If you don't turn on the inside light, the interior light inside the car so they can see clearly, they will cuss you out. They will yell at you. They will get you out of the car. They will pull you out of the car. They will hit you with the, with the, with the bottom of the gun on your neck. And they're just accusing you. You are, you are just um, trying to bomb us. You're trying to... Do this. You are disrespecting this checkpoint. You are doing this and that. for no reason. You haven't said anything yet. You haven't said anything yet. Not even a single word. And if you try to argue with them, good luck. Mm. Good luck. You have to pay your bribe after they put you in jail for just arguing with them. You have to pay your bribe to get out of there. Because there's no one to talk to without paying something. No, no one. No, I, I'm serious. No one. Mm. 
You go to a police station, the officer sitting there, he won't talk to you. One, one point, I went to the police station. We had a situation there. I went to police station. The police officer, who is the officer of this police station, the whole thing, he's sitting behind the office. I used to have a Ryman uh, uh, sunglasses. He won't talk to me until he takes it. And I had. Oh, to, he wanted you to give him your. Yeah, my Ryman sunglasses. Did he say that or like? He it, said it. He said, "I like your sunglasses." It's like, yeah, thank you. I was like, yeah, you can put it on the table, then talk to me. And we need to yes. take another, I'm sorry, we need to take another short break. I, I hate to do this, but uh, we'll be right back. This is uh, Stories of New Americans on 101.994.1. Stories of New Americans. Brought to you in part by Samim Afghan Restaurant, featuring traditional Afghan cuisine and conveniently located on Manchester Road in the Grove. Stories of New Americans. Brought to you by Hacking Law for individuals who want to come and stay in the U.S. Hacking Law fights for immigrants every day. Visit them at hackingimmigrationlaw.com. This is Stories of New Americans on News Talk STL. Welcome back. We're, we're talking with Mohammed. He was talking about how um, he was uh, forced to pay bribes to numerous people in Iraq. And then how did that lead to you eventually leaving the country? How, how and when and why did, did you wind up in St. Louis? Why? There's two questions. Why I came to St. Louis questions. or why I left? Why you left? How and when and why did you leave? So it was, oh, I left in 2013. Okay. Specifically in March. So, um, it's just to be exact, I like to be exact, okay. March 15th. So, um, first of all, I, I have a friend of mine who got kidnapped. Um, and because me fighting back is just, I'm with my friends. I just, I, I go to death for them. It's just me. I'm just, I think a loyal person. Um, I was fighting back at the time they were trying to kidnap my friend who's wealthy and they wanted money, so they shot me in the leg. Um, just, just to kind of get me out of there. Um, they shot me twice. The first one, I did not. I mean, it was in my chest. I did not see. I saw the fire. The guy, like in my, I will never forget this. Um, God, I don't know. I, I was blessed. I have no idea where it's gone. And then the second one shot me in the leg. The same person. Um, and he even told my friend who got kidnapped. He was, he meant to shoot me and shoot me in the head. So, because you were trying to protect your friend, right? Yep. So, that's that's one that one incident. And then, after that, I I got in a fight a lot in the street just because, like, just certain areas from the country come into my the our area where we live and start abusing and just saying words in the street or like, um talking bad to our women in the street or like whatever. We, so I, and I never, I, I cannot be quiet. Mm. I had to say something. And when I say something, we gonna fight when there's will be a fight. And then when fight happen, the police will come in and they will see who is Shia, who is Sunni, and they're gonna take the Sunni and put him in jail and then leave the Shia go. 
And this has kept happening with me day after day. And then one time I got in a fight too. They, they, they were like a bunch of people there and they put a knife in my back. And it was, it was a lot, a lot to take. And then my uncle got kidnapped and we found him killed in the street. Um, and then, you know, we did his funeral and all that. And then, and then while we are in the funeral, they, 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 uh, they, they used to call us and ask us to pay money because he's still alive. And we found him already and we are in his funeral already. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot. Then one time during the funeral, they followed me. I was able to escape. They, they about kidnapped me too. So I told my father, my father, I was like, you're not staying here. That's it. That's a lot. Were these just individual Shia people or was it like a a, a terrorist group that was doing the stuff? I mean, I'm not going to accuse someone because I don't know their identity. I have no idea what are they. So I cannot tell you to be honest, just to be fair, I cannot tell you. And the police were not able to help? No, no, there's no power in the police at the time. All right, so your your father thought... Yeah, asked me. Leave. Yeah, he was like, you have to leave. You cannot stay. So I packed and everything. And my family do, did too. Um, they packed everything. They were about to leave too. Um, my youngest uncle, he was in the house where my um, oldest uncle who got killed. Um, in the house at night, a cars parked in front of his house and they rained the house with bullets. They they left a letter, and just it turns out, it's just because they are Sunnah, they need to leave. There's no life for them, and a Shia threatening them, just getting killed, kidnapped, and kill their women and kids and everybody. So this is what happened, and then my uncle immediately we sent him to Syria, then we followed him after to Syria. You to went. Syria. Okay, was that easy to get across the border? It was, yeah, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't, it was really, really busy time because everybody was leaving, leaving, okay. leaving to, to Syria. This, and this know, is before Syria had their yes, problem. Yes, that's correct. Okay. And then we left. Um, and then I lived in Syria for about two years. And then. Were you able to work or? I worked everywhere okay. in Syria. I worked restaurants, TV, um, gym, and phone shop, and everywhere. Okay. Yeah, I did everything. Then we had to come back. I mean, you know, it's just we cannot make a living there. And our house left, and they start breaking into the houses, the empty houses for a while, and live there, make them like their base. So, so we had to come back. So we came back, um, and, you know, this is when I worked with Americans and stuff. And then my ex-wife, actually, um, her father used to be in temperature with, with the Marines. So they applied. I applied. Their case came first. It's like SIV application. Um, mine was IOM. Refugees. I, I wasn't. Yes, refugees. I was an interpreter. So, um, and then I, um, we decided to come here. My ex knows. Um, my ex-wife knows. Uh, knows a friend here. They lived here. We read about it. We read about you know St. Louis. It's easy to live. Um, and when you look at it in the map, it's green. Um, I like <laughs> green places. And then, yeah, we decided to come here. And then we came here. And 
How another was journey starts. Another journey started. Did you, did you have a, um, like a caseworker from a resettlement agency that was helping you? Uh, by the yeah, we came Institute. through International Institute. Okay. Here. Yeah, we came through International. Honestly, I mean, the International Institute helped a lot, bringing us from the airport, um, you know, showing us simple things, basic things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the way I looked at it, I was like, I need to find a way for myself. I know they showed me enough. I started asking around. And then I started working immediately. What was your first job here? Uh, it was a restaurant. I worked as a restaurant uh, in a restaurant in the uh, Air Force Base, uh, close to the Air Force Base mm. in Illinois. So you without to, English. Without English, the owner was actually from Palestine. Okay. Uh, but the customers were, you know, and all Americans and mm-hmm. military and all that. Um, so I worked there. I worked about fifteen hours a day for seven days. And then, uh, then after that, I worked at a home product company, which is makes of math bowls and you know all that cleaning stuff. Um, when I worked there, I started learning better English because everybody was you know was speaking English there. So I started learning better, um, getting engaged with people and all that. And then um, all of a sudden, I got promoted at this job. They saw my work ethic and all that. I got promoted. Like, oh, my God. I started like $7.35 an hour. And then when I got up promoted, they pushed me to nineteen fifty an hour. Wow. That was, yeah, that was a shock. I was like, that's it. That, that's all what I want. Now I own everything. Now I'm going to start dreaming like I'm going to buy a bigger house, biggest house. I'm going to have, <laughs> you know, all these kinds of cars and stuff. It's just I felt I am richest person. <laughs> I swear, that was that was it. That was a feeling. And then, you know, there's a lot of details in between, a lot of, you know, it's like there's, I wish there's time, but there's no time to talk about. And then after that, I left. Uh, I worked, I left the company because um, I found a better job. Mm-hmm. And I worked as a, a driver. Um, it's not a taxi driver. It's like, you know, when you take people, you know, Uber for Medicaid, you know, works for Medicaid okay. company. Yeah. Take so Uber. take patients from place to yeah. another, to, from hospital to another, and bring bring them back home. They used to pay better, and they used to pay good. And I needed the time. Um, uh, I needed the money. I needed more money. Um, it's just because it's just a cost of living. I think yeah. went up and all that. I worked another job, same time, two jobs, um, and then. And you, you were grateful to have those jobs. I know. You, oh yeah, definitely. Even though it was definitely, you know, you, you're you're willing to. I think you're kind of the type of immigrant most Americans would love to have here. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I love being here. So, what were some of the problems you faced? Though, were there cultural differences? Here? Or, yeah, or like what were some of the besides language? What were some of the difficulties you faced? Beside the language, so understanding the. The rules okay. here. So every stage of my life, I go through, you know, through something new. It's like, for example, when I bought my first house, just one one of the examples there. there is, maybe this is like just came in mind now. Um, I got penalties and I got all stuff just because I moved in without 
the county inspection that I did not know. So there's a lot of rules and yeah. things like that. This is what I struggled with. But the most important part, which is in my current job right now, and I used to be working in the other area, and they used to ask me constantly every day to go back where I came from. Who's they? Customers? Yeah, customers. And they will say, they will tell me like in my face, really, your name Mohammed, and you're among us here? What are you doing here? Go back where you came from. We don't want you to be here. This was at what job are you talking about? This is my current job right now. Which is in a bank, can we say? Right? That's, that's correct, yeah. Okay. That is correct. But that was not where I'm at right now. It was in a different area that I used to work at. Um, different, I would say. Did branch. that happen frequently? Did it happen often? Almost, if, if, it not, if it's not like five times a week, I would say twice a week. How did you deal with it when people said that to you? Well, at first, you know, I did not care. It was like, yeah, because my employee there were like, and we are sorry, man. We've never seen this. Now we actually seeing the racism because, you know, they, they're just new to this. They never worked with Muslim or Arab mm -hmm. person. I think, as I said before, I think some, a, lot of them, a lot of people are, are nervous, afraid because of what they see in the media. Yeah. It's, they don't know you as a person. Right, right. And, and, and don't get me wrong, there's some, you know, there's a line and there's a customer waiting and, you know, there's, they hear people saying this, they're going to fight back themselves. Mm -hmm. They will defend me. They will be like, no, don't say that. This is, this is your home and no one allowed to tell you this. And they will fire back on them. So um, not everybody the same, but I, I got it a lot. a lot. Definitely, I got it a lot. People would call me. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about my accent. We'll talk about telling me we really don't understand your accent. We want we don't want to talk to you. Bring us someone who's American. Mm. And I get calls. Someone cussing me out all day long until I called our back office. They blocked the number from calling mm. the the bank. Um, so I, I get a lot. I'll get a lot. I mean, not lately, but when I used to be at this place. Gosh, how did I mean? How did you go to work every day when you were facing that all the time? Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, as I said, at first I ignored it. Like you know, it's yeah, that's ignorant. That's you know, that's not gonna, it's not gonna mm -hmm. bother me. But I think more, you know, mm -hmm. the more happens, it's just a start. Like make you think. Yeah, I really don't think be it, it's a good idea to be here. You know. At, I mean, at this place. So that's why I transferred and I went to a different place. Um, and the, the branch that you're working at now is better? Way better. I never okay. heard anything. I've been okay. almost two years there. Okay. And how is your life now? How you're, you're working. You have a good job in the bank. You speak English well. I'm thankful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thankful. I'm blessed. That's all I can say. Okay. Yeah. I'm so thankful. You, you don't think you're going to go back to I'm, Iraq? No, no, definitely not. I built my life here, my daughter here, um, my daughter, you know, friends and her life and everything here. I dedicated my life now just, you know, to have my daughter grow up in the best place. Are you teaching her Arabic? Yes, she definitely. She does speak Arabic. She's, she, what is she, eight or nine years old now? She's, she's going to be nine next month. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I'm now preparing for her birthday. 
which is I am a horrible party planner person. So, but I'm doing my best. But I think you really spoil her too. <laughs> I think I do. But can I stop it now? No. Um, what's the best part and the worst part about living in America? The best part. The best part is you get what you work for. Or you, I would say you get valued. No, I mean, based on what you do. How hard you work, mm. you get paid for. How smart you work, you get rewarded. I think this is the best part of it. Mm-hmm. The, the worst part of it, I really, you know, I have to think about it. It's just the worst part. I experienced the racism that I experienced. You know, people telling me, mm-hmm. go back. You don't belong here. You're not from here. You don't speak well. You're an accent and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That is, that, I think that's the worst part I ever seen when I, mm-hmm. since I came in. Well, I'm glad it's not as happening as often as it used no, to be. Yeah, I believe it's just certain parts okay. of the country. It's not everywhere. Anything, we're almost out of time, but is there anything else you'd like to say before we close? Any message for our listeners or anything that you would like to share? Anything? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would just give an advice. Um, read, study before you judge. Hmm. Um, ask questions. Don't just listen. You know, ask the question. Listen, then ask the questions. Just think about, think about what the social media is telling you. Is think about what the news. Think about what, why, why all that bad. Look for the good in, in people. Mm-hmm. And if you know, just I would say, if we are not united, definitely we are stronger. Mm-hmm. That's okay. that's my message here. Good message. Yeah. Okay, Mohammed, thank you so much for thank your you. time. Thank I really you. enjoyed this. Appreciate talk. it. And um, best of luck. Thanks, future. thanks. Happy appreciate it. To your daughter. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so All much. Right. You've been listening to Stories of New Americans on 101.9, 941 Talk STL. Thank you. <laughs>